0: Welcome to the Minerals and Royalties Podcast, the home of CEOs and investors in the Minerals and Royalties space. This is the Kitchen Table War Story series, ground zero for the legendary tales of the Minerals space. Hey guys, this is Tim Powell from the Minerals and Royalties Authority. I recently sat down with Cass Atchison, co-founder of Rain, Oil & Gas, to walk through some of the wild stories he's experienced from over the years. Let's jump into the episode and hear more of what Cass had to say. This
1: is Cass Atchison, co-founder of Rain, Oil & Gas, and these are my kitchen table war stories. So uh, yeah, first off, I think it's important to give uh, a little background on my early career, who hired me, and kind of who was working with us at the time. Starting in 2003, when I came out of school, I was going to be a you know, big-time real estate finance guy, and I had thought I was going to be working at a Reed or some other, something of the sort in real estate finance, and so I, I ended up working at this real estate boutique firm in Houston, hated my job, and basically got fired after telling the owner what I thought about him and the company. Between jobs, I uh, I started, I, I went and worked for my dad, who... Um, was also an operator in the business. And uh, I, he had me drive down to Wharton one day and, and basically go run some books, check it out. And and then after it was done, I, I said, back, I came back and I was like, you know, that was pretty cool, dad. I, I like driving. And that seemed like pretty cool work. Is this something people do in the oil and gas business? And he said, absolutely. It's basically, that's what a landman does. And that I needed to go talk to my across the street neighbor who I'd grown up with to keep all innocent parties, families, everyone uh, protected. I'm going to leave his name out of this. But for the and for this story, we're going to call him Barry. So Barry was this infamous South Texas land broker. And like I said, he was also my across the street neighbor growing up. And Barry growing up was like my cool, dirty uncle who would buy beer for me when my parents were out of town and I was having a party. And then he'd come over that night and drink it with us later after his wife and kids went to bed. So one idea to give you an idea of kind of the guy Barry was, is he had so many different euphemisms about life, this and that. Some of them I can't share because I don't want to be run out of the industry and canceled. But, uh, one of them that's just close enough to make the cut is, um, This came to delivering a land project, getting a deal done, a lease sign, whatever. He would use it weekly. Um, But essentially it was, uh, I don't care how you deliver the baby, vaginally, C-section, or anally, just deliver the fucking baby. (laughs) And so that sums up Barry and basically how he saw things and kind of the, the way it went. Another thing about Barry that you gotta know is that he could eat and he loved to eat the hottest shit ever. That was his calling card. And he would, you know, we would go to these wing challenges and different things and he would eat the, the wings and do all the challenges, no problem, get the t-shirts and the whole deal and just loved it. Thought it was his whole thing. Uh, I mean, he loved the the spicy food so much that he had his um, living. in housekeeper from mexico grow his own uh chili pekin pepper plants and he would carry around in plastic bags and pop them like candy during the day and they would love to go to bars at night and give them out to people and just totally wreck people on these fucking crazy peppers
0: so on a on a side note with the spicy food so my wife's mexican and i like spicy food so coming into this relationship i'm like Guns a blazing, right? I'll eat anything spicy. I'm the gringo that loves spicy food. like you guys think you're all that with, you know, gringos can't eat spicy food. And so I'm going to town any meal and I'm just overdoing it for at a spite. And there was like probably a year in after like a carne asado with my family where I'm I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm just like, it is these these peppers are ripping my insides apart. And it was that moment where I realized like there's no no one wins when you have too much spicy food. Yeah. It just, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you just, you got to enjoy it. But it's just like, yeah. what are we doing here with these, you know, wing shows? And what is that Hot Ones is the wing show? I mean, it's entertaining, but yeah. like, why are you doing this to yourself? But anyways, it's a, I digress.
1: Yeah, well, the good segment because uh, so th- <laughs> this whole kind of story starts with me watching Man vs. Food. So Barry hired me out of uh, basically a dead end job. I was waiting tables at Little Papacitos in Houston, uh, like actually having to like wait on friends and their parents that I knew growing up after college. So super humbling experience. But um, so he hired me out of this dead end job and he basically just took an affinity to me and my other deadbeat SAE friends and he just formed an army of. SAEs that were in dead end jobs looking to become landmen. Because at that time, there were no landmen. I was the first landman I knew. Uh, I was the, like, I really was like the first landman that anyone knew and like was in it because of this, how I stumbled into it. So kind of so this fast. This is what, forward. like
0: 2004, five, timeframe? Four,
1: 2004. I was starting in August of 04.
0: So the glory days were just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so like, you know, when I would first go in these courthouses, it'd be like me and then everyone would be like 20 years older and they were either full blown alcoholics or recovered alcoholics. It was just a crazy thing. So like there was no young guys to hire. So Barry decided he was going to take a flyer on me and all my buddies, which turned out to be a good bet. But, uh, but anyway, so we were all down South Texas and we used to have these outings and it'd be like going to a Spurs game or whatever. Barry loved having these group outings and pretending that he was one of the boys you know he liked he's 50 years old but liked to think he was 25 and partied like it too
0: hey guys i wanted to take a quick break from the conversation to say thank you to opportune llp for sponsoring our minerals and royalties podcast as a leading global energy business advisory firm opportune is well positioned to provide world-class technical financial and operational capabilities to minerals and royalties companies Whether it's back office outsourcing, resource and reserve definition, land due diligence and administration, GIS mapping, valuation work, data and system integration, financial reporting, tax advisory, or buy and sell side assistance, Opportune LLP has got you covered. For more information, please visit www.opportune.com. I also want to say thank you to Noble Royalties, who's been a leader in the minerals and royalty space since 1997. With the ever-changing landscape of the energy industry, Noble's team urges EMPs, mineral funds, and private families to rethink how they buy and sell their minerals. Noble's legacy and experience will assist in delivering effective solutions to EMPs and private owners alike on how to best maximize their mineral ownership in this ever-changing market. If you're interested in having a conversation about what might be the best solution for your company, fund, or family, then please reach out to Chase Morris at c.morris@nobleroyalties.com. at or Shannon Manor at smanor at nobleroyalties.com. Lastly, I'd like to take a moment to thank Enverus, a leading energy SaaS company that has software platforms designed to empower oil and gas companies through analytics and highly technical insights. MineralSoft is Enverus's mineral management platform that enables owners to capture missing revenue and maximize the value of their minerals portfolios. EnergyLink is Enverus's platform for automating joint venture and owner relations business processes. If you're interested in learning more about Enveris, Mineral Soft, and Energy link then please visit www.enveris.com or email businessdevelopment at Thanks. Now let's jump back into the episode.
1: And so I'm watching Manverse Food, and there's this place in San Antonio, uh, a, a biker burger bar called Chunkies, And Chunkies is this like, you know, it, it's on there, this and they have this burger. And so like... At this time, kind of what I was talking about, we had an outing plan and we were going to go to Spurs game. And I basically like, hey Barry, there's this burger challenge at Chunkies. It's like the hottest burger in the world. Uh, You know, I've watched this episode and the guy, the guy couldn't do it, but I bet you can. You want, you want to do this challenge? And of course he was into it. He was like, hell yeah, that's where we're going. Lunch at Chunkies. We'll go drink in the afternoon. We'll go Spurs game, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so just to give you an idea of what the challenge is, I went to the website. It's still there. I went to the website and downloaded it. The Four Horsemen is the name of the burger. Dubbed the hottest burger on the planet by Travel Channel's Man vs. Food. Four Horsemen burger contains fresh jalapeno and serrano peppers, a habanero sauce, and the dreaded ghost pepper relish. The Four Horsemen Burger is not for the faint of heart. Everyone is welcome to try it as long as you are 18 years of age or have a parent guardian and and are authorized to sign our Four Horsemen Liability Waiver. For those few who wish for bragging rights and a chance of lasting fame by having your picture on the wall of flame, you must complete our Four Horsemen Challenge. The Four Horsemen Challenge rules, 25 minutes to eat the burger, allowed to eat and drink anything except for remedies, which is like milk and stuff like that. No restroom breaks, sharing, spitting, or double tasting. And if the burger is eaten within the 25 minutes, then a five minute waiting period begins and you can't use a napkin and you can't clean your face. And so you just sit there. And the last line, good luck to any brave soul willing to take on the four horsemen. So, oh, and then notice, sorry, this is the best part. Notice a chuck bucket is provided but use of it is an automatic disqualification. If the bucket is missed, a $20 charge fee is added to the bucket. <laughs> so me, Barry, and like two or three of the other guys, cause we gotten in there early to do this. The rest of the guys are coming later for the game. But so me, Barry, and a couple of the other laymen had the Chunkies. It's outside of San Antonio, off like 410 kind of rustic area. Pretty cool thing. I'll we'll get our food. And, you know, we sit down and we get the thing. Barry signs the paper, orders his beer. 15 minutes later, the burger comes out. The staff starts coming out. Like everyone's coming to watch this thing. And you're like, oh shit, this this might be really hot or something. You know, you're like, you could feel it in the air. So Barry digs in. First couple of bites, he's making comments like, it's not so much a burn, but more of a tingle on my lips and things like that and then he braves on and about halfway through the burger you can tell he's starting to get phased and that it's it's hot you can see cuz like it's it's really he doesn't really phase and i mean you can tell it's really hot so at this point halfway through the burger Barry decides that the challenge is off and that he's not going to be able to eat it in 25 minutes and that he wants a beer to drink with it and you know blah 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 and so now that the challenge is off i'm like well Barry give me a bite i want to buy this burger and uh, he gives me a bite and I shit you not, man. I took one bite of this burger. <laughs> Top of my head started to tingle and it burned the whole way down. Like I had just inhaled lava. Like it was, to this day, I've never, never experienced anything like this. It was the hottest <laughs> shit ever. And uh, so I we keep going and, you know, I, I immediately have I get the bite. I tell Barry, I'm like, you don't have to do this. This is, this is too much. Like this ain't this in hot wings at Buffalo wild wings. This is for real. I don't want you to die. You know, <laughs> but this shit's dangerously hot. It's, it's crazy. Like I don't want you to die. And he's like, hell no, I got it. I'll, I'll get it down. Da, da, da. So he carries on. And after eating the first half out of the burger, now he's starting to make some comments about, well, this might be the third hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Uh, and he's like talking about the hottest thing being some, steak sauce in Argentina and, and I'm pretty sure the other one was like a raw Carolina Reaper pepper or something
0: ridiculous
1: uh oh yeah what he liked to call uh the uh, Carolina Reapers because he lived out there he called them the w- witch's nose peppers I don't know why but it was just his name which I always thought was so funny but uh so I'm starting to hear this and you're like oh man he's he's hurting this is not good this is not going well and you know three quarters of the way we're through now and he is completely rocked completely rocked sweat like undoing his shirt just not looking good and you know the only thing i can compare this to is like seeing your dad cry for the first time when you like know there's a chink in the armor and that this man is human and you know that's kind of how i felt about this whole situation this damn burger and i really felt bad about it because i was the one that organized it and if could very well be the person that kills barry and I'm like, what am i gonna say to his wife and daughter when barry kills over and dies here at chunky's burgers from eating this stupid hamburger so barry does it eats all of it and is just completely wrecked like just i mean like almost foaming at the mouth kind of stuff
0: how long did it take
1: uh, he probably ate it about 30 to 35 you know like less than an hour but like 30, 35, I mean, it, it was all of like 30, 40, 45 minutes. Cause I mean, cause he was pausing towards the end. It was, I mean, that ghost pepper relish was just ridiculous. It's yeah. probably it's just crazy. But um, so now at this point it's over. And he's asking the waiters, and you know, their waiters are all out there laughing, everyone's giggling at this, and they're and he's now asking, he's like, Where's the closest convenience store? I need a Diet Coke and Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> And like for some reason that was his cure-all was Pepto-Bismol and Diet Coke, and so he and then now and then and then he's like going through and you can tell he's just scattered. He's like, oh shit, i I forgot the tickets to the game. We got to go to the at t Center, and he was like, y'all go there, I'll meet y'all there. I'm gonna get a Pepto-Bismol and a Diet Coke. So me and another guy were like, all right, we'll you know the other we're like, okay, we'll go get some work done. Me and this guy are like, we're gonna stick with Barry and make sure he doesn't die. And. <laughs> me and this other guy get in the car, we drive to the at and Center and like, we're talking on the way over there. We're like, dude, I'm worried he's gonna like pass out, driving or die, have a heart attack. Like We just don't know, it's that bad. And, you know, we just knew he was messed up and we'd never seen him like this. And so we, we get to the at and Center and we're waiting on Barry. And this is like, for a while goes by. And so then we're like starting to call him, text him, nothing. He's not answering, none of that. And Finally, here he comes like, walking up, like limping, like, I mean, you know, pale as a ghost, chugging a bottle of Pepto-Bismol with a huge diet coat. He's like leaning on the walls. I mean, he's just wrecked. And, uh, I mean, he could barely stand. And so he never admitted it, but I'm pretty sure he bought barf all over the convenience store bathroom. And like when he was getting all this stuff done, or he did it at the AT&T center, I'm, I'm almost positive. Uh, so we wait in line and the whole time he's starting to make these weird noises like, mm-hmm. like you can tell it's starting to work its way through. Uh, we get our tickets and then we decide we're going to go back to one of the other landmen's grandparents' house who lives in San Antonio and they're out of town. And so we're like, we'll go over there. We'll get some work done, drink some beers, whatever, and, uh, get, you know, get ready for the game tonight. So we're heading over there and, and Barry being Barry, he doesn't have a laptop. He doesn't get emails on his phone. He's still using like flip phones and all this crap. And so he's like, I got to go to Kinko's and check my email. That's what he used to do. he's doing. just check his email on the road at Kinko's. And so he's like, I'll go there. I'll see you all at the house. Well, an hour or so goes by. We're starting to get worried again. And then, you know, next thing you know, the phone rings. The the, the other landman gets takes the call and it's Barry. And he, all we can get out of him is just says, come and get me. I'm on the floor at the Kinko's bathroom. And, and oh, yeah, he says, and hurry. <laughs> so we like get in the car, haul us over to Kinko's, and we find him on the bathroom floor uh, at Kinko's. His jeans are at his ankles, his BVDs are in the trash can, and he's basically like passed out over the toilet, ass in the air. And I mean, we're like picking him up off the floor, and he's still mumbling something about, Third hottest thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still not willing to admit defeat, but at this point, like, we're pretty worried, but now we're starting to laugh and be like, all right, maybe he's not going to die, but like, we're cracking up because he can barely walk. We're, you know, we're like soldier carrying him, arm arm over each one of us, out of Kinko's, like, people are staring at us in Kinko's, like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> so we get buried, back to my buddy's grandparents' house, get on the couch, and he's like writhing in pain, grinding his boots into my buddy's grandparents couch and like making those crazy noises like just the, like just the craziest noises you've ever heard and doing all this while occasionally just throwing out third hottest thing i've ever had like we're sitting in the kitchen drinking beer just like literally cracking up every time it comes out we just like lose our shit and so that goes on all afternoon, you know, and while we're getting beers going, we know now work day's over, so boss man's done, so we don't have to work either. And so we, we just kind of sit there and, and, and wait until it's time to go to the game. So decided, okay, it's time to head to the Spurs game. Me and the other land guy asked Barry if he can make it, and he tells us, you know, I'm, I'm out for now, but I'll be there at halftime. We're like, okay, Barry, we'll see you, we'll see you tomorrow. So we take our, t- you know, take our tickets, head down there, and, you know, and to be honest – uh i can't believe we actually left him there like that because he could have easily just died on that couch but we were we were going to the spurs game and uh so we go the I, game
0: early early two thousands that's the spurs were solid right oh, yeah game. yeah yeah
1: we we had those were good years playoffs and i was a rockets fan i used to wear like rockets gear one time we had a, a drunken person behind us pour a whole beer on us at a I think it was a Mavs game I can't remember but yeah they were rowdy fans but they were good then but yeah so we, we go to the game we're drinking beers having a good time it's all the land man. and then sure enough at halftime here comes Barry limping in but has a huge grin on his face and I mean you would have thought it was the second coming of Christ by the look on all of our faces like
0: no legend
1: no freaking way this guy is here Sure enough, he walks right up, looks all of us in the eye. I told you I'd be here at half What are y'all staring at? <laughs> and then he proceeds to drink beer and hang out with us. He's still spanked, but he's you know he's there. And you know at the end of the night, I asked him. I said, Barry, be honest. Was that the hottest thing you've ever eaten? And what do you think is the response? Nope. Third hottest thing I've ever eaten. So that is the story of Barry and the Four Horsemen.
0: Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break from the conversation to say thank you to Opportune LLP for sponsoring our Minerals and Royalties podcast. As a leading global energy business advisory firm, Opportune is well-positioned to provide world-class technical, financial, and operational capabilities to minerals and royalties companies. Whether it's back office outsourcing, resource and reserve definition, land due diligence and administration, GIS mapping, valuation work, data and system integration, financial reporting, tax advisory, or buy and sell side assistance, Opportune LLP has got you covered. For more information, please visit www.opportune.com. I also want to say thank you to Noble Royalties, who's been a leader in the minerals and royalty space since 1997. With the ever-changing landscape of the energy industry, Noble's team urges EMPs, mineral funds and private families to rethink how they buy and sell their minerals. Noble's legacy and experience will assist in delivering effective solutions to EMPs and private owners alike on how to best maximize their mineral ownership in this ever-changing market. If you're interested in having a conversation about what might be the best solution for your company, fund, or family, then please reach out to Chase Morris at cmorris at nobleroyalties.com or Shannon Manor at smanor at nobleroyalties.com. Lastly, I'd like to take a moment to thank Enverus, a leading energy SaaS company that has software platforms designed to empower oil and gas companies through analytics and highly technical insights. MineralSoft is Enveris's mineral management platform that enables owners to capture missing revenue and maximize the value of their minerals portfolios. EnergyLink is Enverus's platform for automating joint venture and owner relations business processes. If you're interested in learning more about Enverus, mineral salt, and energy link, then please visit www.envers.com or email business at Thanks. Now let's jump back into the episode.
1: So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's a guy I'm able to keep his name private because he's actually a pretty, uh, high powered executive here in the oil and gas industry. So we'll keep it very private on that. But, uh, helped him get in the space. Uh, He was actually one of the first hires of the company with us. And it's literally, I think he got hired Thursday, Friday, we all came to Houston with Barry and me and this guy, this other landman, and we meet and Barry gives Jim the box of the entire, you know, back in the day, nothing was digital. It was an archaic industry and like everything was paper maps leases everything was paper there was no digital no drop box no nothing And so we would get these you know anywhere from one to 15 legal boxes full of whatever we needed to run title previous you know title opinions whatever and so they we gave we gave uh jim probably three or four boxes of everything this oil and gas company had on this leasing and drilling prospect that we were going to be doing a bunch of work on And Barry was like, you guard this with your life. This is, you know, private information, proprietary. This is the goal. And uh, Jim, you know, is not one to maybe necessarily heed direction that well. So he proceeds to go out that night and we're in Houston or whatever. and We split up and we're going to go meet somewhere after for late night dinner, whatever it was. But he was in his car. I was in mine. And, uh, you know, I get a call. It's like an hour later. I'm like, where the hell are you? And he's like, dude, I just got car jacked. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I was at a stoplight in Houston. He wasn't really anywhere he's supposed to be. So I don't know what he was doing, which is even funnier, but like I never got the real answer. But basically <laughs> gets carjacked in Houston
0: at a red light.
1: Car, and I'm like, you you left those files at your apartment, right? And he was like, no, dude, they're in the car. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, you just got hired. Now I'm gonna have to fire you on Monday. Like that is the craziest thing ever. So like the weekend comes, I think we decide we're not gonna tell Barry until like that Monday. And I think on like Sunday night or Monday morning, he gets a call from the police and they found his car. And by the grace of God, all the folders were still in the box and everything was still there and they didn't take any of that, like, you know, radio out, everything gone, but he got, and I, mean, it was one of those things. And I've got on to stay with us forever, but like, uh, yeah, that was a crazy, crazy first week of work with one of your very good friends that you just brought on I have to telling, telling both your broker and the client you lost everything in a carjacking in Houston.
0: Oh wait, carjacking at a red light in Houston. What yeah. the hell? I mean, yeah, that dude. is wild. So yeah. so Energy Council has an office in Cape Town. And I know like carjacking's a real thing down there, but Houston, Texas. Oh, dude, Houston's I mean, he was real. definitely doing something shady.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, like I said, I never got the truth out of him other than he got carjacked, Ran- randomly carjacked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. The Minerals and Royalties Authority is a specialist advisory firm focused exclusively on the minerals and royalty space for oil and gas and renewables. With our leading content platform and thought leadership, our team is continually looking to bring awareness to the mineral space in order to help investors and companies buy and sell deals and form new partnerships. If you're interested in scheduling a call to explore ways the Minerals and Royalties Authority can help your team through our offering of consulting services for business development, marketing, capital raising, and A&D, then please send me an email at tim at Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to share these episodes with anyone in your network that you think would enjoy. Thanks, and see you next time.